Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and our recap of the first two episodes of American Idol's Triumphant Return. <laughs> nope. Nope. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly. Hey there. Brad Polly. Hey, everybody. And together, we are the Inglorious Pastors. Yes, we are. A uh, quick reminder, stop what you're doing if you're listening to this on Wednesday night or Thursday morning, um, and go to ingloriouspastors.com slash NCAA, um, and, you know, check it out. Sign up. Uh, for to, to fill out your bracket when um, The Very Worst Missionary by Jamie Wright, who will be on the show later, uh, The Heretic. By a film by Andrew Morgan about Rob yep. Bell, um, Brian Zahn's book, Alex Connor's book, Steve Austin's book, all the books, um, and uh, Hardy, good job by us if you win. <laughs> yep, that's that's the most important thing of all, really. That's the best prize of all of them. Yes, um, yeah. So let's let's dive head deep. <laughs> Head first. Couldn't, couldn't come up with a. Apparently that's, uh, okay. Couldn't come up with a better. Uh, let's let's Jesus dive. All I feel like the you way. say stuff intentionally just so it creates a hashtag. Let's get. You know it's head first, right? Let's get physical. I'm not sure he does. Yeah, I know. I do know it's head first, but I, I did say it wrong, and I did not do it intentionally. But here we go. Uh. Bubba, bubba. Hey, hey, what are you drinking? <laughs> the, the white man syncopated collapse. What are you drinking now? Oh, God, no. <laughs> God damn it. We're not going to do a fucking sound effect every time there's two seconds of silence. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> so you say that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be taking auditions to <laughs> or al- alternately I, I love your face right now <laughs> I wish I could capture I, it I hate this shitty podcast so much <laughs> Teddy and the boy. It is. We are the worst morning show. <laughs> on, on LA's prime drive time God. radio. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what are we drinking? <laughs> record God damn. What are we Just drinking? Say, you're, it's in you, your it's hand. In your Read hand. the damn Read can. We're, we're drinking uh, Central States. <laughs> what are we drinking? Well, he says I, you guys as he usually takes a talk drink. about it. This is Yand. <laughs> Land Yacht. <laughs> Yandalot, you were yes. gonna say Yandalot. It sure you? was. Uh, Land yacht. It's uh, from you Central State, okay. Indiana or India Pale Ale. God My damn. God, it is what from is Indiana. wrong with you? This is why I ask you the goddamn question. <laughs> uh, India Pale Ale with guava and pineapple. It's very refreshing. I got neither guava nor pineapple. No, I can taste a little bit of pineapple in that. Did you? A little bit. Mm, yeah. I didn't. I think it would be better had we not drank it straight out of the can. I not think enough probably, pineapple. I probably would have poured it and let it yeah. warm up a little bit. Oh, I think when pouring it out would have... God, never mind. You would have got, got the you got get the tender notes of the guava. <laughs> the sweet nectar of yes. the, the, the guavan flesh. <laughs> Fruit flesh. Mm. 
I can I can I can taste it. <laughs> keep going, buddy. Can you? Uh, keep go digging ahead. that hole. <laughs> that one I give that one a meh. Really? Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. Fine. Uh, oh, we have fat passengers, by the way. Good, because we don't have anything else prepared for it. So, uh, what about this? Uh, This one is called "A Little Crazy" from Revolution Brewing in Chicago. It's a Belgian style pale ale. Is that Jerry Garcia on the cover? Nope, sure isn't. Sure looks like it, doesn't it? It's definitely not, though. It looks like Jerry Garcia. What do you think of that, buddy? It tastes like battery acid. Wait, (laughs) nope, too easy. Not necessarily battery acid. It tastes like when you put your tongue up to a nine volt battery. Nope. Damn, that's really good. It's good. What me? I like, really? how, I like how we just passed over the fact that he said, no, it's actually like putting your tongue on a battery. Like, he's actually done that. You know he's done uh, that. You, you guys have done that. I've no, never I've done that. Never on the 9-volt battery? No. no. I know what you're talking about. Absolutely not. Next week on Fat nope. Bastards. <laughs> sure, not not happening. Nope. Yep, have fun with it. that. Just kidding. <laughs> let's do, I'm bringing 9 volts next time. God, oh, I think terrible. We, I think we had this conversation when we were starting a church, and I had to, uh, my 9-volt and my... My uh, guitar burnt out. Good story. Move on. <laughs> All right, this round. Is... You... Never mind. That tastes nothing like that. I can imagine. How you no don't way. know? That's actually, no that's way. actually pretty good. It's really How good. There's know? no way that's what that tastes like. It tastes exactly like it. I can't wait till next week when you taste that nine volt, and you're gonna be like, "I'm not doing oh, this. It, is so. really good. I can really taste the." The, the I, looks like I picked the wrong week to take the gun app off of my phone. Oh, I got you. I'm never going to use that anymore. There you go. You're welcome. All right. This round is on Austin Craig Smith. Michael starts talking. I can still I can still uh, mute you. Uh, Austin uh, grew up in a small town. Uh, Martinsville, uh, this one, this, this one, this one right? Be in this small town, uh, where he was in Matt Polly's youth group, um, in the church he grew up in, and often enjoyed the musical contributions given by Michael Basinger. Misspelled my name, whatever. <laughs> Did he spell it like Kim Basinger? No, it, my my first name. E-A-L. By the way, what so the hell? I have to say this. Oh, that I don't know what that is, but it looks like pie. It looks like three different pies that we're gonna eat. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I I'm gotta say, Michael, I I wanted to take a picture of him, but I couldn't figure out a way to do it without it being weird and awkward. But I volunteered at my two youngest kids' school, elementary school, this morning, all day. Yeah, and it was there all day, and there was a a, a kindergartner. Nope, it's fine. It was fine. No, it was fine. I had a good time. We had a great time. I'm super exhausted, but there was a kindergartner. I swear to God, he was your clone. Uh, was it my son? No. Uh, Probably my other nope. son I don't know about. I'm not kidding. Red hair. I don't have red hair. Your beard's red. My though. beard is red. I'm my actual saying, hair is not I'm red. I'm just saying he totally reminded me of like a little you. I'm, I'm sure he was awesome. <laughs> no, he was. He was great. I actually sat by him for a little <laughs> bit at lunch because he was sitting by himself. But <laughs> oh, Which oh, also... So sad. Yeah, it did, was sad. So. I did not sit at lunch by myself ever. He in definitely looked sad. What, you, Michael, also, you were homeschooled. Not that <laughs> Jesus. Of course, you didn't not, sit by yourself. No, Your mom the, sat with you. When I was homeschooled, I did. Teacher mom sad. sat with you. No, I was. I didn't go to homeschool till like halfway through the sixth grade. So the the formative years, I went to a regular school. Michael sits by himself. Hello, darkness, my old friend. No, that is your theme song, not mine. I've come it's to yours. talk no. with no. So, uh, anyway, Austin. Uh, after they l- they left, 
after they after they left church. So Matt and I, after we left church, uh, Austin stuck around. Bad choice, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but he said it's where he met some of his closest friends. So it wasn't until after we left that he met his, fr- his closest friends. Uh, in high school, he was the outcast jock who uh, went to church instead of partying. Um, on his 19th birthday in 2012, he arrived at Fort Sill, Oklahoma for basic training in the Army National Guard, where he nearly lost his faith, but learned the values of having respect for everyone, uh, for who they are, no matter their race, gender, sex, or sexual orientation. Nice. After returning home uh, from training, he attended Ball State University, where he met his girlfriend freshman year, who is now his fiance. Hey. 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 Speaking of that. Sorry. No. Will you stop playing that Uh, song? After returning. God. I hate you so much. Uh, He also joined a fraternity um, during his time at Ball State. He keeps uh, playing that I want to be inside your heaven where, song. Uh, God. <laughs> so he joined this uh, fraternity. Um, I don't even know where I'm at. Uh, I was busy watching Matt literally maim a pie. Like, literally destroyed that pie trying to cut it. Destroyed it. There's two more. You're welcome to try yourself if you'd like. Otherwise, you can eat my ass. <laughs> I mean, the thing looks like it went through a farming combine. Uh, anyway, Jeez. so Austin here, <laughs> he joined a fraternity, challenged <laughs> uh, him to work hard in his studies. That's what she said. Um, is it? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think it is. Uh, what? <laughs> it said hard. <laughs> no. God. <can> <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, I what the hell? This, the soundboard's worst it idea, the worst ever idea had. ever. Yeah. It's like dueling banjos, but just dueling soundboards. Just hang on, everybody. We'll stop doing it eventually. Will we? We'll get bored with it. Um, so anyway, within the fraternity, he helped raise money and volunteered for the local boys and girls club of Muncie, Muncie Town. Um, after graduating, he moved to Northern Indiana with his fiance, where he currently works. For the Indiana Department of Corrections. So, thanks, Austin. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Thank you. <laughs> God. Thank you for man. being a friend. All right, if you'd like to buy us, I feel around, like it's worse for him than it is for us. Go to uh, Patreon. Yeah. He's, it says the guy who who spent like ten dollars on three hundred sound effects. I will say Michael's motto in life is anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Yeah, yes. So um, get, buckle up, everyone. Yeah. If you're going to kill it, overkill it. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, if you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. We offer exclusive episodes of Pastors Community Church, Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, and Hymns of Reconstruction, as well as the Lent series. Yes. Um, it, at any level, you can access the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Lent series had uh, Josh Casey mm-hmm. last week. Joshua Malkovich Casey, <laughs> the JM Casey. Yes. Uh, he'll be on next week as well on the Lent series, which is good. Really good. I haven't listened to it yet. So it's, the first one was solid. Yeah, the first one was good. Second I one, to that one is is my fave out of the two. Good. So, um, Things discussed in the pub this week. Waxing your scrotum, ball sack, <laughs> nut, nugget pouch, tea bag, under luggage, sperm churner. 
What, where the fuck was I? It was, Sorry, Lenny. Uh, I like Tony Medora. Where? That's busting. Yeah, Tony at least. Oh, that's right. I actually, Tony. You know what you did? I'm the I'm the one that actually created the the poll. the The answer that got the most uh, uh, answers was "What the absolute fuck." <laughs> So that I, was me. That, that, I, that's uh, right. I managed to accidentally name my dong the Kraken. Oh God! So. Can we stop? No, you didn't. You didn't. No, stop. no, I did. Enough. No. Enough. Enough. You named it Mary Kate and Ashley. Are we get, can we nuggets? can we just do the fat pastures? Your nuggets please? are. Mary can we Kate move on to fat pastures? No. Uh, we also talked about uh, Kyle Ware's nitro coffee bar. He's oh, got the nitro yeah, chai tea dude. latte. Oh, I want some of that I so want, bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nitro chai tea. I just oh, I love man. nitro cold brew anyway when it's done yeah. really well, but. Oh my god, that nitro chai tea latte. Yeah. Haley Little Shop of Horrors. Um <laughs> turd hangout. We had that. Yeah, yeah we got to meet her. She's fantastic. It was awesome. Yep, that was fun. Um church security teams. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Stop. Yeah. And uh, Puddle Glum told the White Witch <laughs> to uh let Cheez Its take the wheel. So <laughs> Which? How do I not have that song on my on my soundboard? Can't imagine. Oh, next can't wait till next, next week. week. Next we week, will. I'll start a new list. Spoiler alert! <laughs> All right, let's go into. Can we pause so I can cut these things yeah. up? Yeah, I'm okay. gonna play the song and then we'll pause. Okay. How about that? Bojangles here. What's up with that name? People think I'm funny. People think I'm strange. Rolling on up in the passing pub, eating it up, eating the grub. Say now, give me that, give me that, give me that food. Give me that, give me that. Give Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Do we? Uh, if you saw the pies sitting in front of us, yes, you would. Please pause for a moment. Here we go. Station identification. <laughs> go ahead. Go make your pie. Go ahead. Are we really going to leave it running like this? I'll pause no. it after this. Oh, God. All right, I'll, I'll pause it now. And we're back. Uh, you really missed Matt struggle busing. Boy, boy, did he! He was uh, and how he was, he was, and he's super happy about it too. Yep. <laughs> Once again, if you guys had a better way to do it, I was open to ideas. Nobody well, it said actually a, took me notes. Nobody said a goddamn thing. <laughs> no, you play your fucking song. I don't give a shit. No, nope. Nobody said a goddamn thing. <laughs> I don't think that's how I said that, but that's fine. <laughs> All right, what what do we? Have? What do we have? Uh, we have a giant pile of eat my ass. How about nope, that? Nope, I don't think that's what this is. I'll take two servings. Sure, look, sure looks like pie. It's from the bread basket up in Danville, Indiana. All right, it's pie nice. day. It's pie day. It's 3.14 day. So this one, oh, what are we rating these? Uh, Stephen Hawking's. Oh, see, we can't do that. No, he passed away. I mean, I know, it's that's to why honor him. Fucking <laughs> it's to honor him. He's dead to me. Stephen Hawking is dead to me. <laughs> it's to honor him. God, I... It's one of like the smartest guys in the world. Yeah, nothing like honoring a genius uh, f- f- physicist like eating pie and rating it's them pie. after him. 3.14. It's pie day, Brad. Get it? These pies look fully functional. It's March though, so. 14th. 3.14. Do you understand why it's pie day? This is actually also the uh, Einstein's birthday. Yes, it is. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. How that came full yeah. circle. Yeah. All right, what, what are you doing there? Uh, let's the, do the Moses Mixed Berry. It's Triple Berry. Yeah. Triple Berry. Yeah. Starting to look like a Triple uh, Berry. There's no ice cream with this. Probably should be. I have some. Yeah, I offered, right. I said, you want to heat it up? Nah, no, right. we're not going to. That's right. 
I don't remember you saying that. This is the last fucking time that I have my wife buy anything for you assholes. Your life, your wife is a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Oh my god, that is ridiculous. that triple berry. Jeez. If you put ice cream with that, it just yeah. But even just by itself, that yeah. is yeah. insane. Oh man, he like did. I hesitate to give it a five because where I mean, I know where do you go from there. Man, that's really good. Incredible. I'll give it a five. I'll give. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna start with four Stephen Hawking's on. That I'm gonna one. give it a four and a half. I'll go in the middle of I'm that. Gonna go just five because. I can always lower yeah. it down later if yeah. I need to. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to Apple next? Sure. I love apple pie. I do too. Needs ice cream though. <laughs> 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 uh, bitch slap Brad. Mm. Man. Okay, I'm going four oh, and a half man, on the berries. Really good. I'm going four on the apple. <clears throat> I like the apple just a little bit less than the berry. Yeah, that's where I'm at too, but yeah. not, by not, not, not by much. Not by much. It's really it's freaking good. good. If you heated that shit up in the yeah, microwave, I was gonna say that one definitely. I feel like that one, if we would have ate first, we would have been like, "That's a five. That definitely needs to be heated up with ice cream mm. over the top of mm. it. That would elevate it to like a seven. Mm. That's incredible, oh, man. Uh, yeah. I'll give that a. I'll give it a. I'll give it a four because I think it was just a shade lower. A than little the bit berry. lower than the berry. Yeah. All right. I'll give it a four point nine. Then we got uh, coconut cream pie. Do you oh. like coconut, Michael? I'm 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 coming into coconut. I, I didn't I like love. it. I couldn't I could not remember if you could if you did or not. I didn't like it for the for probably the first Are we 25 really years gonna of let my life. that go? Michael just said I'm coming into coconut. Coming into it. Well, I think we can shut off the hashtag. <laughs> Jesus <game>. Christ. <laughs> All right. All right. This is I'm 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 starting to like it. Mm. Oh, that's a five. Holy God, that's the king of them all right yep. there. That Dude. is. Oh, my God. Wow. That well, I'm is hard. Be- <laughs> that is. Damn, that's good. Easily mm. the best coconut cream pie I've ever had. That, and that filling is good. That crust is amazing, <laughs> too. That is. Wow. Yeah, that's the winner. I honestly, I honestly didn't think that that one would win, but that is. Wow, that is ridiculously good. I feel like we Boy. should just pause the show to eat the rest, just rest of I'm fine with that. Let's just pause it and eat the rest of them. Hold My on a second. My God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after uh, this short intermission. And we're back. And sick. Oh, <laughs> we probably shouldn't stop for pie breaks anymore. No, we probably shouldn't. Yes, you say that. It's like I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, that was good. Uh, that coconut cream pie was one of the best pies I've ever eaten in my life. The crust yeah. on it was... Yeah, it wasn't normal crust on that. <laughs> Not normal crust at all. <laughs> like, it was like, there was crunchy, it kind of had like an apple fritter glaze on it. It's like, it was, oh man. Yeah, and about, I don't know, three sticks of butter just in that, in the crust. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it it was, was super solid. <laughs> Matt's still dying. That's great. <laughs> Uh, he's a get up a Saurus Rex. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So let's go into the news feed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that thing. Let's try. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the news feed. Yeah. Brad, you want to go? Uh, yep. Okay. So I got a couple. 
Uh, Mike Tyson's old Ohio mansion is now a church. Oh, neat. Well, that's good. That's a good something in in the in repurposing news. You know, uh, it's, it's a sprawling property that was once home to boxing's fiercest heavyweight and his legendary pet tigers is now transitioning into a house of worship. The Living Word Sanctuary Church in Warren, Ohio, got the keys to Mike Tyson's former mansion three years ago. It's a 140-member church, have been working to turn the ch- the, the home and 60-acre estate wow. into a church. You want to hear how much they got this for? Sixty dollars. Guessing pennies on the dollar. They basically got the property when they reached a deal with a real estate investor to just pay the fifty thousand dollars in back taxes. Wow. Just fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> they do praise. Uh, they do praise Jesus in that. Uh, uh, in Mike Tyson's old church, old house. Do they find the ear? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, fifty grand. So they basically were like, "We'll pay the back taxes," and the guy was like, "It's yours." Uh, uh, so the indoor swimming pool is being converted into a sanctuary. Oh, nice. And the great that. room will be a venue for weddings and other ceremonies. The living quarters on the oh, I bet they had to clean some stains out of that shit. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> go in there with a black light. Yeah. Nope. nope. I think you go in there with a go in there with a fucking go in there with a blowtorch. Yeah. Uh, living quarters on the second floor will be offices. Blowtorch and some anointing oil. <laughs> uh, somebody asked, what about the infamous tiger cages? The pastor said, we figured we're going to get four more tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, that space on the property would be used for an outdoor pavilion. I Yeah, I kind of like this. I think it's cool. I mean, you got a mansion that fucking nobody's going to buy that. No. Better like than turn, building a new church. It, 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 nobody's going to. Exactly. I mean, they got that. You try to build a, a church that size, you're in the millions of dollars. Yeah. It was 60 acres, and they got uh-huh. it for 50 grand. Do your thing. Yep. Jeez. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm to- totally cool with this. So. If anybody out there has a 60-acre mansion they want to give us for back taxes, <laughs> we could really use a podcast studio. Yes. Beth wants her dining room back. <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So if you ever find yourself in uh, Warren, Ohio, why would you? But you know, on why would you find chance? yourself in Ohio, right? Unless you actually live there, <laughs> yes. and if you do move, uh, yeah. then uh, yeah, hit up hit up the Living Word Sanctuary Church, so. or not, just don't go. That's it's that's fine. another option. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and then. Um, Hidden Valley Ranch creates a $35,000 ranch bottle to celebrate National Ranch Day. How big is that? Uh, it's a n- normal size bottle. It's kind of the size of, I would say, like a kind of reminiscent of like a Crown Royal whiskey bottle. Yeah. Like that. Like, yeah. Um, and it's $30,000? Nope, it's $35,000. It contain, contains over 75 carats of diamonds and sapphires. Inside the bottle? Or no, on the outside. Like- Oh. Complete with 18 karat white gold accents and cap. They just bedazzled that shit? Uh, yeah, pretty much, but with like real jewels. Okay. Uh, one of the bottles of Hidden Valley is keeping, is, they're keeping, <clears throat> but the other they're giving away to a lucky Twitter user who follows Hidden Valley and retweets this tweet of theirs by May 19th. So anybody can win this. Oh, 35000 What would you do with that? I mean, like... You can't sell it. Who the fuck's going to buy that? I would drink know. straight like, from the bottle. Like, could you sell that to, like, a jeweler, and they could take the jewels off of it and use them? I don't I know. I mean, there's got to be some sort of contract where you have to keep it in. I can't imagine they're, like, high quality, like... Dude, $35,000. They can't be shit. 
I know, but I mean, look at that thing. I mean, there's look at all those sapphires and all the diamonds. Wait, I want to see it. Yeah, it is a lot. I mean, all that blue. Those are all sapphires. I don't think they can sell that. It doesn't have uh, nutritional information on there. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't. Does it even have ranch in it? I don't have any idea. I, it's it got to. It's got to have some. Ranch. I mean, you would it doesn't think. expire to 2022. Uh, that being said, I am just about to follow Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> Mash that follow button. And what you do is if you win it, we need to give it away on the bastards. Yep. No, I'm going to... Somebody's going to no. buy it for $35,000. No, Nobody's going to buy that fucking thing. Hidden Valley Somebody. Ranch. Follow. Yep. Yeah, good. Enjoy that. You have to retweet them until you skip <laughs> Brad's shit. back on Twitter. God. He's going to retweet that shit. <laughs> follow and retweet for a chance to win. Yeah, Jeez. buddy. Right. Are you done? <laughs> Gosh. And... And it's retweeted. You're welcome. All right. That's great. Uh, from from foxnews.com. Uh, they're completely no. not news on your first, side. Where news comes first. No, that's not it either. Where state propaganda comes first. Yeah. Um, new mom has sold over $6,000 of breast milk to bodybuilders. Oh, that's that's a way to do that. Huh. This 24-year-old... Say that again. How much is 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 breast milk going for now? Well, uh, dude, there's like you can sell it to milk banks and stuff, can't you? I guess I don't know. I think you can somewhere. I mean, I. Yeah. But but I'm sure I'm sure you get less money than if you sell it to grown adult. I'm sure, if you sell it to bodybuilders, you're getting more money. What they're paying for? Because that's all. That's black market <clears throat> shit yeah, right there. Black that market breast be, milk. This can't be legal. Apparently, it is. Well, this is. I don't think it's in America. It's. Oh. Uh, uh, I don't know where the fuck it is. <laughs> It doesn't say. It's Albania. 24-year-old mom of two has made more than $6,000 from selling her breast milk to men. When Raffaella Lampru, I guess, um, that's what we're going to go with, a hotel worker gave birth to her son, Angelo. Angelo? Angelo. Lamangelo. Hello. Angel? It's Lamangelo. It's Lamangelo. Say it. God damn. God damn. Uh... Gave birth to her son. Hey, I will go with Angelo. Uh, in August, she was producing excess milk and ran out of room to store it. So Anyang? I asked, "It's not on young Michael." Hello. So I asked a couple of moms, must be English uh, or Australian, who were having trouble breastfeeding if they wanted it. Not a bad thing. Give away your breast milk. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, don't. that's a really gross sound oh. effect. Please stop. <laughs> I started giving it away. She said. But oh, soon so enough, she's not. Well, okay, all right. But soon enough, she started getting requests from men who wanted to drink it. Oh. It started with men who were interested in bodybuilding. Hey, how you who also doing? has a four, uh, said this lady who also has a four year old daughter. They say it's good for building muscle mass. But then I started getting inquiries from men with fetishes. Now I breastfeed on demand. Mm-hmm. Started she started a Facebook group for people who want to request their breast milk and has given more than 132 gallons. Jeez. Uh. Bro, that's a lot of milk. To strangers. She She's regularly ships in the UK and within her home country. I don't know what her home country is, but... Bro, that is a shit ton of breast milk. Yep, that's a lot. God. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, she's... I mean, that, like, I know... I'm like that's Hopefully just, she's still taking her like, prenatals. That's, <laughs> it's 17,000 ounces of breast milk. Better have that niacin milk. in there. Get the fuck out of it's my face. It's 17,000 ounces of breast milk. <laughs> How much? 17,000 ounces. Wow. 132 gallons of breast milk. Dude, that's, that's a lot. nuts. Yeah, that's a lot of breast milk. Yeah. So, um, it does a body good. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are going to buy it. Got to make a living somehow. Yeah, I but guess. man, let's, I mean, if you, the bodybuilding, 
weird, but okay, I can get yeah, the, the, the fetish, fetish thing. thing. Yeah, <laughs> breast milk ice there's, cream. I feel like there's some serious psychological issues going on there. Yeah, if you're uh, breast milk ice cream, that's <laughs> what we could use for a pie. You have that in chocolate. I want to hear from any listeners. Anybody tried it? Anybody tried breast milk like when their wives were pregnant? <clears throat> no, I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't really have it. Michael did. Oh, for fuck! God, a fucking course you did. Yeah. On accident. Oh, Thanks. really? No, stop. Yeah, stop. Nope, stop. 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 Nope. All right. Nope. Stop. Stop. Pineapple. Stop. <laughs> yes, indeed. Stop. <laughs> Pineapple, indeed. <sighs> Jesus. Okay, another, I'm moving on quickly here. Um, daycare workers use melatonin gummy bears to make two-year-olds nap. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy jail time. Uh, in every, uh, Kitty Junction, build themselves as more of an educational institute than a daycare center. Told parents as teachers use the latest child development research to instill a lifelong love of learning in its tiny clients. But staff members of the DePlain, Illinois child care facility hmm. faced a simpler question. What do you do when you can't get a two-year-old to settle down for a nap? The three employees thought they had an answer. They've been arrested. They were accused of giving toddlers gummy bears dosed with melatonin oh, and over-the-counter boy, sleep hormone supplement that induces sleep. Yeah. Boy, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the owner and director of the daycare center called police after. Oh, the owner and director called police after finding a nearly empty bottle of melatonin gummy bears, according to Chicago CBS affiliate WBBM TV. Where news on is side. on your side. Kind of. They're in your side. <laughs> They're in your inside. Um, the owner confronted one of the employees who. Lit- <laughs> I hate you. The owner confronted one of the employees who allegedly admitted to giving the gummies to children without parents' knowledge. It was unclear how long the alleged drugging had been going on. Only four gummies remained in the 120-count bottle. Woo! Oh, shit. Yeah. Two other staff members had been uh, giving out the gummies to dozen to the dozen, some of the dozen two-year-olds in the center's care. Um, so that place is probably going to go under. It wasn't even the, well, the owner's yeah. fault. Like, she's going to lose all her clients because these three idiot, like... And then so they were 32, uh, 32-year-old, 19-year-old, and 25-year-old charged with two counts of endangering the Jeez. life or health of a child and two counts of battery. I think you can actually give kids melatonin. There's like very strict guidelines. Obviously, they're in gummy bear shape. So, I mean, they bought those. Yeah. But I that you, you don't do that with someone else, else's nope. child. Nope, you don't. No. It's, a, guess, it's a pretty uh, terrifying thing to give your kid away to somebody else. Yeah, and it that's is. Why. And that's why. Yeah. yeah. Yep, it is, and I don't. I mean, I don't mean to scare parents. I don't. You don't want to like. I think I mean, I've talked about this on the on the podcast before. I can remember my mom giving me Dimetap when I wasn't sick. Does did Dimetap make you tired? Oh yeah, really? Drowsy, never did that. Drowsy to me. AF, no, I never man. Did that to me. Benadryl though. You're not thinking about Benadryl. I'm definitely thinking about delicious grape. Because I've heard of parents Dimetap. giving their kids Benadryl, and I'm like, that's probably not a great yeah. idea either. Like, I, uh, I had it coming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, we, I'm know, sure we've thought about dosing. I was a little time. bit of a handful <laughs> growing up. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, uh, that's that was all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, people are using. Uh, God damn it! Why? As soon as I touched my computer, it <laughs> disappeared. All right, there it is. I actually went. We're we still the, recording. Uh, yeah, we are. Okay, Good. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, people are using uh, what's called a family cloth. As an oh, alternative no. to toilet paper. Oh. Nope. It is. Nope. Reusable toilet paper. Nope. It's uh, basically like reusable diapers, cloth diapers, except for it's it's toilet paper. Okay. Question. Um. So 
there's only one and everybody uses the same no, one or does every family member have their own? It's it's like a it's it's a roll. It's like they, you know have have you ever had cloth diapers before? They have no, those little I, snaps on them. Yeah, I know what you. Yeah. Um, there's like little uh, little sheets that are about the length of two uh, tissues of paper, okay. um, and uh, they're buttoned onto each one, so it literally goes into a roll that looks like toilet paper. Okay, but it's thick. But everyone uses the same one eventually. I'm sure. You know, I. <sighs> My first thought was, ooh, gross. But then I'm like, you know what? I mean, it's kind of a more environmentally friendly. I mean, yeah. if you don't mind cleaning up your family shit all the time, I shit mean, it's rags not, all the it's time. It's really yeah. not much different than, than cloth, cloth diapers. No, it's really not. Yeah. I, you know, whatever. I, no. I, uh, no. Matt's nope. not on board. No. I, my shit habits don't lend themselves to that kind of thing. So. Yep. But a number of... Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it may not be for it may no. not be for me necessarily, but I mean, I... You know, I, I understand it. I don't I'm, think it's super weird is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm not sure it's all that weird. I'm not sure it's super necessary either. I mean, I, I know no, that... Like, I mean, toilet paper does kill a lot of trees. Yeah, but you can you can buy... Just buy environmentally friendly toilet paper. I'm sure it's out there. Well, it's still killing trees, <laughs> For though. about 40 bucks a roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This would be cheaper. I'm sure that the, <laughs> yeah. By the time, yeah, I don't know. You gotta wash them separately. Obviously, I understand. You know, yeah, I understand you know. it. I'm not. I'm not washing shit rags, shit towels, like yeah, every day, all day. That's just not happening. More power to you. If any of our listeners uses knock uh, yourself the out. family cloth, let us know how nope. that's working out for you. We're interested. Um. Also, I want to talk about uh, Diego, the the tortoise. Who had so much sex he saved his entire species. <laughs> Same. Um, he is a the hero of imagine being the hero of your species for having so much sex. You managed to save your kind from extinction. extinction. It's a it's a hard burden to bear, but you know. <laughs> now that's that's a well that's a well placed uh, song. Yeah. So. By the way, Michael. As much as I hate to do, we turn the fucking song off. All right. As much as I hate. That's that's Matt. Fool in town, and the sounds laid down by the underground. Everybody thinks I'm the annoying one. That was Matt. Go ahead. As much as you hate to what? As much as I hate to take your side on anything, there is now that I'm drinking that beer. There's something weirdly metallic on the back end of that. I know. I'm telling you. I kind of. I've never licked a battery or whatever, but like. I can it imagine is. that I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, is something <laughs> we've had off puttingly runny, off puttingly metallic yeah, about the back end of that beer there. Yeah, not not. Uh, it's OK. I mean, like, I, I don't hate it. Yeah, but I, I I'm, I'm just trying to back you up a little bit, buddy. I see what you're saying. Thank you. That. I appreciate yeah, that. You're welcome. So uh, Diego, he uh, he's a very uh, nature driven reptile. Um, for over a hundred years old, um, indeed, indeed. <laughs> he has fathered some eight hundred offspring. Same, single-handedly well, saving I a species. I have three, but sometimes it feels like eight hundred. It does. Yeah. yeah, I've got Jude, and that feels like eight hundred. <laughs> so he's in. He's a Galapagos tortoise. Um, and yeah, fifty years ago, uh, there were only two males and twelve females left in the Galapagos island. Some. Who's up for an orgy? No kidding. Yeah. Aren't there videos of turtle sex like on YouTube and yeah. they make like this really super weird okay, noise? Okay, so like, we, I went to this. This is a true story. Went to a petting zoo with my nephew who's like 16 now, but 
<laughs> he was 15 then. No, he was like four at the <laughs> time. Two weeks ago. Yes. Took him for his birthday. He was like four at the time. My wife and I remember this story. And I had it on, on my old flip phone. But, you know, what happens with flip phones is you can't, you know, you lose everything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there were two turtles there, one on top of the other. We actually saw them. <laughs> But what was more alarming was the sound they were making. Yeah, you like, can find videos on like, YouTube. Huss! 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 <laughs> so for the next, like... the sound of Michael's wedding night. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. So literally for the next, like, two or three days... Shazam! While we were visiting my nephew, he, like he kept saying horse that. Horse gum. Eee! 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 Hoss, hoss. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh God. Boy, that's a throwback. Yeah, it is. Okay, we yep. don't need any sixpence, none the richer. Thank you. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Turtle had a lot of sex. That's <laughs> long story short. Oh. He sa- saved a species. Turtle the, named the John, turtle. John Holmes. Yes, yep. the turtle with an overactive cloaca. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, started many a stag film. He uh, gives great chill. Uh, we totally forgot the Stephen Dunn thing. So Stephen Dunn will be next week. Yeah, we'll do that again yeah, next totally week. Totally forgot about. Sorry, it, buddy. So, uh, we are totally prepared. Uh, great shell. <laughs> what the shell? It's a shell of a time. He was really, uh, sh- they're all really shell shocked. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Just, are you done now? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some more terms. No, sure don't worry are. about it. No, you're good. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, further up, further in. Let's go. You ready? Yep. All yeah. right. Uh, Jamie Wright is a writer and speaker best known for her snarky faith and lifestyle blog, The Very Worst Missionary. As a passionate advocate for missions, reform, and humanitarian aid, she has spoken at churches, nonprofits, universities all around the world, including in this podcast. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> um, she procrastinates in Northern California, uh, where she lives with her family, two dumb dogs, and an evil cat. Knives. Knives. <laughs> uh, Jamie is on the show today to talk about her new book that's about ready to drop called The Very Worst Missionary, a memoir or whatever. Um, the book comes out April 3rd. It is available for pre-order right now. So head on over good book, to uh, theverywurstmissionary.com for more <clears throat> funny details. And profound. It's funny and then, man, like... Like funny, 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 like, but yeah. then you'll like, yeah, it kind of kicks. If you my like ass. this podcast, you're gonna love that book. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 good. I hi- yeah, you like this interview? She hands my ass to me on a platter yeah, at one Brad point almost and, cries. Ne- and needed it. Yep. So thank you. It was it was great. <laughs> I I learned something. <laughs> we're to- we're totally here for it. Yeah. Yep. So so it's it's a great uh, great conversation. So get into it. <laughs> 
Jamie, are you there? I sure am. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We are ridiculously excited to have you on. Um, Within a few short pages of your book, you say, God damn and fuck. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You also say, uh, mention spiritual boners later on. Um, You are our people. Yep. So everyone buy this book. <laughs> she, well, she did listen to last week's episode, so I'm not sure she agrees with that. <laughs> we're going to claim you. Uh, you know, I, th- I think we're in the same club. Okay. Maybe not all of us. Maybe one of us isn't in the club. <laughs> we'll just, yeah, we'll just let that one go. That's, okay. The less said about that, the better. Everybody probably knows who that is. So, Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Oh, man. Um, so... <laughs> Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. I I followed uh, your blog, uh, yeah. way back when, a few years ago, um, when I was thinking briefly about being a missionary, um, and <laughs> you, uh, you ran him off from that, and thank God uh, you yes, did. <laughs> the, the world did not need me. Trust, <laughs> trust me that. So, uh, who are you? Uh, what what's, yeah. Who, who, who give, do you think us, you give are? Give us the Reader's Digest <laughs> version of your life. Who do I think yeah. I am? Um, I'm nobody. I, I'm, my name's Jamie Wright. I wrote a blog, and it, now I wrote a book, and now I do podcasts. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't really know how any of this happened. Like, I just I went on went to the mission field a few years ago, about ten years ago, with like big intentions and high hopes and all that bullshit. And I thought, oh, this is gonna be amazing. God's gonna use me and. Um, immediately, I was like, this is insane. What have I done? And um, spent five years overseas just kind of like watching it all unfold and talking about it really honestly online. And um, it sort of snowballed from there. So so you spent uh, five years in Costa Rica, which is what your book uh, focuses mainly on. Well, I, I, would, I guess I shouldn't say mainly. The middle, know, the middle, the, the middle, middle third, the middle, the middle, the middle third, yeah. Guys, yeah. Um, it's such a. I feel like the book is such a thorough. It's going to like thoroughly disappoint everyone. <laughs> no, it's not I don't like a think book about so. missions, and it's not really. I mean, it's just it's everybody's going to be like, this isn't what I thought. And that's well, fine. we'll we'll get to we'll get to the mission stuff towards the end because man, like the last three chapters of that book, I was literally going, oh fuck yes, <laughs> like when you were skewering missions. We'll get to that. Uh, it, in a little bit later but spoiler alert yeah i would say it wasn't what i thought but i it was better than i thought it was would be Aww. so like the the yeah the, he thought it was gonna be crap and then no, i didn't I, yeah. I i i went <laughs> in with, <laughs> like with, with moderately high expectations and it was it exceeded those yeah those expectations yeah, it, was good. It, was it, it was great yeah um so like talk about a little bit without i guess how did how did you end up writing this book i mean i know you had the blog um, how did the book come about? Because, you know, you're, it, it is a memoir or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so like, I mean, how does, how does that get from, I want to do this? I mean, did you set out to write a book? Did somebody say, Hey, you should write about your life or, I mean, how did, how mm-hmm. did that come about? No, I don't really consider myself like a writer. <laughs> so it all just, this is all just a big accident, but, um, <laughs> like do with many hands? years ago, What's that? What do I do with my hands? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, um, so I started writing the blog and it just sort of like grew an audience. And um, when that happens, then publishers are like, where's your book? Um, 
And so that was like, that started happening like eight years ago, nine years ago. I mean, it's forever ago when my blog first started to kind of grow. And um, so I was like, oh, I guess that's a thing I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to write a book. But um, I just didn't, I don't know how to write a book. I'm not a book writer. I'm not a writer. And so it just, it took forever. And um, it took forever just to kind of like sort out what it was supposed to be. And even, even through this process, like I never set out to write a memoir. I was going to write a, just a book of like, bitchy opinions, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like just here's my dumb essays on shit. Well, like whatever. I just, I don't know, but it really did turn into this kind of like spiritual journey and how it all kind of is connected, you know, yeah. like I couldn't, I just, I felt like I couldn't write about missions without writing about how I got there and, and who I am, yeah. you know, and how I became who I am. So that's just kind of what it ended up sort of morphing into during the process. Can you can you tell us about how a butt hair milkshake led you to be on this podcast? <laughs> In five yes. steps. Yes. So one night in I don't know, nineteen ninety one or something, I don't know when. Um I just was out with a bunch of friends and assholes and um I went to the bathroom and they I left like a brand new milkshake. Like I hadn't even I hadn't even had any of it. And um I went to the bathroom and while I was out, while I was there, this guy that I was with, like I was with, I don't know, he like yanked out a bunch of butt hair and like stirred it into my milkshake. Boy. I know. Yeah, I know. I was reading that in the book. It was like, oh God. I know. Horrifying. (laughs) Horrifying. Well, we were teenagers. Like we're kids. I mean, it was just so stupid and it was just like a practical joke. And so I get back to the table and you know, your friends, like when you're a teenager and they're they're all looking at you like, oh, we did something. I was just like, well, fuck you guys. And so I just like <laughs> drank the milkshake because I knew I was like, they put Tabasco in my milkshake or something. Boy, don't you wish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> More than anything. So I drank it. So I drank it. So I drank a bunch of butt hair and then um, it just, it, it really like it led to this life that I'm living where it just, that was the catalyst. So I don't know. I, I was mad at that guy. So I got in the car with this other guy and then I, and then I, I married the other guy. Uh, so just like, it was just like a, this weird, like, is this God's plan for my life? Like, that was God's idea? No, no, nope. nope. Oh, it's just man. shit happens and then your life changes. Yeah. Yes. I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, were you going to ask? A no, go ahead. All right. Um, so uh, in the book, you, you talk about when you first started going to church and you really connected with it. Uh, you refer to them as the glory days. Um, <laughs> you you later on go on to say that Jesus swooped in and fucked everything up. Um, do you miss the glory days? And um, yeah, I guess that's, that's my question. Do you miss the glory days? Where I do. Everything was simple. Yep. And that's exactly why I miss it. I miss that feeling of like, I'm just in the club and the club loves me. Oh, and all yeah, we have yeah. to do is just like, all we should do is listen to the music and write a check every week and like drink our coffee. God, it was so fucking awesome. Like it was just so easy. Yeah. It was just like, like did you just, you walk in and you're like, God loves me. Yeah. And that was it. That was the whole deal. And it was just, it was, it was simple. And I, I absolutely miss it. I mean, I wouldn't go back to it, but I, I do miss <laughs> it. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> we have a, a closed Facebook group and there's a lot of that discussion from time to time. Like I, I know throughout kind of my deconstruction over the last 10 years or something, there's been a lot of times where it's been like, 
Yeah, I really miss the certainty of everything because now I'm not sure if press, if you put a gun to my head, I could tell you what I believe about anything. Um, and man, I do miss that certainty. I miss the, I said to somebody fairly recently, I, you know, I wish, I, I miss being able to pray and feel like anybody was listening and that something was actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I, I don't think that you're alone in that by any stretch that there's something about when you're in the club that, you know, I think in some way you, I mean, tell me if you disagree with this. I'm not sure you even really have to follow Jesus because I'm not sure that's the point. Would you, would you agree with that? I mean, the club. Yeah. Like, I mean, like if you're, when you're in that club, like when you're in that comfortable setting, I was, they're not following Jesus. Right. And that's, that's, I mean, (laughs) yeah. And that's, that's what makes it so comfortable. Uh huh. Yeah, there's nothing Christ-like about about the like American evangelical church. There's yeah. nothing Christ-like about it. Literally, not one thing. Yeah, yeah. Expand. So. Can you expand on that a little bit for people that are listening? That I mean, I think most of the people listening would actually agree with. That for Will, lot. actually, guy. Probably, can yeah. you talk to Will, actually, guy, for a minute? <laughs> The well actually got yes. Well, actually, well, yeah. actually, when we get added um, on Twitter, we'll just send them your way. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure you don't deal enough with that shit as it is. I don't respond to any of that. I don't care. Like, I literally don't care. Yeah, if you want to so go good. sit in your church every weekend, have fun. It's, that's all you're doing is having fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I could expand on it. I mean, I think it's it's just it's just garbage. Like you can't look at the gospels and like read about the way Jesus lived his life. And you can't read what he says about justice and about poverty and about um, love. And then look at the evangelical church and find similarities. They're, they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's man. And so many people bristle at that, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to, I kind of challenge them, like prove me wrong on that. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we grew up, we all, all three of us grew up, evangelical you know white midwestern evangelical so you know there was that and i would say my parents still comfortable Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, you know they just don't get what we do they don't get like and they're just they're just deeply comfortable where they are you're not going to break them out of that um Mm -hmm. what actually are they doing that's that's my question what outside of giving money that that really for the most part doesn't go anywhere outside of the four walls of the the Mm -hmm. local church what are you actually doing outside of giving money? Yeah, and right. giving money is easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you were you you were from what I gathered, you were fully in in that environment of the evangelical. You had the 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 group that you went to, the small group, core group, D group, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And, and then. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your your relationship with with Jeff and Kathy and kind of what you learned from that relationship? Yeah, um, we started working with the youth, like the lay leaders or whatever they call them. You know, we're like, oh, we're going to volunteer with the youth. And um, the youth pastor and his wife were just like this incredible couple. And they were they were just super legit, you know, like they just were who they were. And Jeff was like this abrasive kind of dickhead. Like he was just kind of rude, you know, like I I can't even, I can't even describe it. I love love him. He's, he's totally, he's our people, but um, (laughs) he just didn't, it was like, he just was not gonna, he just had no intention of playing the, the like church games. Like if, 
you know, they're like, hey, Pastor Jeff, he wasn't going to stop and say hi to you if you weren't part of his um, world. Like he was fully invested where he needed to be, which was, you know, whatever. He was fully invested in the high school students and um, he's an amazing leader, but he was a, a great friend in that he gave, he created space for me to be fully who I am, which was, um, also abrasive and dickish. <laughs> so it's good. And then Kathy is this, like, she's so earnest and she's so kind and calm. And like, she's like a, like, I just want to like curl up next to her and have her like pet my hair and tell me everything's <laughs> going to be okay. But she was also like a badass, like, like white water rafting instructor, like with just badass made apple pies, made everybody feel loved and at home, but also could just like go fishing or whatever. I mean, it's just weird. And, um, they were just so different than everybody else. And they were so safe to talk to. And we had like amazing arguments and, you know, it was just awesome. It was like a really great time, like of kind of deconstruction with them, but still feeling really like a part of church. Yeah. Giving you like an authentic look at what, you know, maybe following Christ or being a human actually is. That's kind Mm -hmm. of what I got out of it. Um, So then you uh, decided to become a missionary. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. What were you thinking? (laughs) Chuckle. Oh, sorry. sorry, Yeah, you muted me. Thank you. You were coughing. I was. I still am. (laughs) Uh, Before we get to that, can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned the book sort of, you talk about the fluidity of fluid, fluidity, fluidity of faith, is. and how it can sort of morph and change as we grow. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and you have a great line in the book where you say, "The past lies beneath our beliefs, like the soil of our soul." And we've got. S- <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> She's yeah. dying over here. <laughs> Probably has E. coli from somebody's. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we have so many <laughs> listeners. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have so many listeners who are in a, who are kind of in a season of flux uh, when it comes to their faith journeys. And can you talk a little bit about the importance of like a fluid faith and and acknowledging our past? Because now you talk about that in the book a lot. Do I? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, um, I got yeah, that yeah, sense no, that is, you you had a really like you were connected, like you you at least acknowledged that your past was was there and that it was part of who you are. It's so cr- no, it's crucial. I mean, yeah. I think it's it's so funny because you know you you have these like old timers or these like super the people that have such certainty and you're just like, you're still saying, you're saying the same things that you now that you said when you were 20, it's been 50 yeah. years. You're literally like, like nothing about your faith has changed. And, and they've like hold that as like a badge of honor. Like yeah. my faith hasn't changed. And <laughs> I just, I just think, you know, like nothing else in your life is the same. Like you've grown and matured in so many other ways. Why wouldn't your faith change with you? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. why wouldn't that have a process? Why wouldn't you be able to think differently today about something that you learned 40 years ago or 20 years ago or five years ago? I mean, I just, I can't even imagine the things that I'll think about um, what I'm saying on this podcast today in 10 years. If I were <laughs> to re-listen right. to it, I'll probably be like, oh, I was such a dipshit. Like why did I? Same. You know, like, <laughs> yes, I'll be embarrassed. About last week's episode specifically. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it, 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 that's part of it. Like we should, we should be, we should be willing to grow and to grow up and to kind of like do that hard work of, um, of maturity and like kind of figuring out what to hold on to and what, how, you know, how our thoughts and, and how our understanding of faith changes as we grow it should be part of the process. Not, it shouldn't be like a sin to have your faith change. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
It should yeah. be embraced. And you and you it's you say you know, grow up and mature. Like there's this I think there's a sense in the church and you when you talk when you we talk about in the book about you know taking responsibility to grow and mature as a human being, like there's a sense in the church I think that Jesus is just gonna magically make all that happen. And like the individual bears the weight of that responsibility to actually make a change in your life. Like it's not just gonna magically you're not just going to magically grow up. Like it just doesn't work that way. And I think there's a sense mm-hmm. in the church that that's the case. And I think you, you, I felt like you, you hit that in the book with the idea of like, you've got to, you've got to do something on your own. You've got to make a goddamn effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. And, but we just think, Oh, well I'd learned something from my pastor when I was 20. So now I can just yeah. cling to that until I die. Right. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, one of the things that I love about <clears throat> your writing and your, well, really just your personality is that you're just not afraid to just fuck people up. Like you, you, you're not afraid to like sort of say the things that I think a lot of people are thinking, but yeah. just don't feel comfortable saying like one of the things actually that made me laugh out loud in the book was when you were just kind of pulling the mask off of quiet time. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was literally reading it, laughing out loud and <clears throat> just talking about how, Hashtag quiet time. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag, it's basically it's a what do you say like the ancient spiritual discipline of taking like social media pictures. Um, <laughs> yes, and that's and what's hilarious is like that's that okay. So that's a funny line, but my God, it's so, there's a truth to that. Um, be, and it's something I think we we we've talked a lot about the hashtag blessed shit and how so much of that is like you're trying to convince yourself more than you're. You know what I mean? Like. That the more you put your hashtag blessed, the less I think you really think you are. Um, but there's a, there's a, it, it, it's almost like it's, you, I feel like it's almost like your job with, with who you are to just throw a wrench into shit that needs a wrench thrown into it. I mean, do you see yourself mm-hmm. that way or do you just, are you just like, I'm just, mm-hmm. I just write and if people don't like it, they can fuck off. I mean, both. <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't care. Like, I don't care. You don't need to like my book or like my writing. I don't care. Like, this doesn't, who, who cares? Like, right. go find another writer. That's fine. There's tons of us. Um, I just, I, I, I think part of my, that's part of my purpose in the book was just to say, like, when you lean into who you are, like, like, when all of it comes together, when you say, this is who I was, this is, like, part of my innate personality like who god created me to be combined with how i was raised or like the the influence of the world who the world made me to be combined with like the the here and now the place that you're in and your capacity to to lead or to do or to whatever like when it all comes together um that's where you find like your calling and yeah, yeah. for me this is that's my calling my calling is just just be like a, a pot stirrer or something I, I don't know but like if you look at my life um that's this is where I'm at. So I guess, and it's easy for me. Like it doesn't matter. Like people, people are always like, how are you, you know, how do you say these things or how do you not take it personally? And I'm just like, it's not not personal to me. I don't care. Right. Yeah. I think, I honestly think we need more people like, like that. I am not like that. Like you say something mean to me and I will, it'll eat me up. But I, I appreciate, (laughs) which is amazing that we're still doing this podcast after 108 episodes. Well, it's, it's the familiarity. (laughs) It's all the people on, on fucking Facebook and and Twitter that eat me up. You guys, I don't fucking care. Um, but, uh, I appreciate that you feel that way. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with Derek Webb, but it kind of, I get the same vibe from him that he literally just 
like he'll he'll take the hits if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't know that there need to be more people like this. Like pretty. I think you got to be kind of broken. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I wouldn't like, I, I don't know. I think it takes a certain, I don't know. It's kind of like brokenness to, to be able to just sort of like, to, you know, that thick skin comes from somewhere yeah. and I wouldn't like wish that on people. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think, you know, that definitely somebody has to be able to, to just be like, okay, cool. I'll say this. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> I just can't wait to get into it. So let's talk about missions a little bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, because you are the very worst missionary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was thinking about this as I read. I was like, you you call yourself, Jamie, the very worst missionary. But as I'm reading the book and reading the stuff you're writing about missions, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is what yeah. North American missions needs to hear. Yeah. Like, this stuff right here. Like, the unmasking of 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 what is actually taking place on the ground when we just decide we're going to send money or we send down missio tourism groups. Mm-hmm. Um so talk if could you talk a little bit about what are the biggest and I know this may take an hour and that's fine. The biggest issues with American missions and how how it's approached uh that that you saw when you were in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um it, you know, honestly, it's so huge. Like right. it's such yeah. a massive problem. Yeah. And I am by no means an expert. I, I'm just like this chick with opinions. And so, you know, sometimes I just think, oh God, why do I why am I even talking about this? But um the truth is we got down I got I went into it just so um I just thought, God, God is gonna use me. Like yeah. I'm gonna go move to a foreign country and God's gonna going to bless me and make sure I have plenty of money and, um, make sure that I'm taken care of. And then whatever, you know, he's going to, I didn't know what he's going to do through that, but I was like, it's going to be great for the Costa Ricans. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, and, and honestly it was like right away. I was just like, Oh my God, what have I done? Cause we got into the, into like a language school with missionaries that were going all over the world to the different Latin American countries. Like they were all learning Spanish in Costa Rica and then kind of like launching from there. I think my in-laws and, went to that school. Like, oh God, everybody, like, everybody knows somebody did. who did. Yeah. That's probably true. It's been around for like a hundred years or yep. something. So my um, in-laws. <laughs> Rim shot. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's good. Um, so, you know, we did like, there was like an orientation and everybody's in this orientation and I'm looking around just going like, this is not the cream of the crop. (laughs) Like these are some (laughs) like real fucking weirdos (laughs) and we're all in this together and I'm one of them. Like it was just (laughs) such an eye opening, like, Oh God, I, I don't know if I did the right thing. Um, but just sort of like coming to that realization that like if they're called and I'm called and we're all called missionaries, um, where, where's the standard? What's the standard? Yeah. yeah. And, in, and, re- and going, Oh, there isn't one. The standard is mm-hmm. I raised my hand and enough money. So I'm allowed. That's yep. it. Yep. I don't have, to have skills. I don't have to know a culture. I don't have to know the language. I don't have to know shit about shit. And I could go be a missionary and literally everyone in the church will be like, you're the best. You're amazing. Yeah. We're so glad. Costa Rica is so lucky to have you. And you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. It was seriously, it was crazy. And so like, and how so, long? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, no, no. That was. I, I mean, mean it's so like how, how long did it take when once you were on the ground to go? Oh shit! Like five seconds. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was like orientation. Like I was like, <laughs> day one, I was just like, oh my god, what? This is such a mess. Like it, it really, it was day one. I was just like, oh god, something's wrong here. And then it was just a, it was a constant. Um, like this constant building up of this reaffirmations constantly of like something is wrong, you know, watching um, long-term missionaries and and just seeing how they manipulate the language, Mm -hmm. missions language and raise support, like very like slimy and Mm -hmm. manipulative and um, dishonest. I mean, just the lies and the bullshit and like seeing how like, like an injury or an illness is a long-term missionary is like bread and butter. Like oh, if you God. can, if you can like break a leg in the mission field, you're golden because people will just be like, oh, like I'm writing you a thousand dollar check because they're just so excited that like something bad happened to you while you're serving. <laughs> yeah. Serving yep. God. Yeah. Like they're just thrilled, thrilled. And so like watching missionaries like, like, like seek out these like, dra- like drama that they could write home about. And, um, and then just, just the way that they talked about the like locals and the people they were working with it was just gross and it just got grosser and grosser it's almost almost like if it were advertising it's advertising to send Mm -hmm. more money because this one thing was staged to look a certain way and i chose the words to to manipulate you into feeling like uh, i think you talked about the sneeze um where uh, a sneeze became you said god bless you and it and it became somebody having a sickness and you you prayed <laughs> over them and yes. like that that sh- that shit happened well, we did we did the same thing in youth ministry yeah when yeah. you have to do a fucking board report yeah like oh god you you you, you learn how to talk yeah, you do. a board language the elder language Really so making, really making connections, making inroads or yeah. whatever. And you're like, you're, right. it means I played video games with some of the kids. Yeah, I played Halo devil. for six hours yeah. one night with a high schooler. Fuck, man. Like, yeah. I, went, uh, I went to a band concert one it's night. It's so fucked up. And it's actually the thing I appreciated. Like, I, I was expecting this book to be funny, and it was that. What I And I was expecting that to be the thing that I appreciated the most. What I actually appreciated the most, the most was you just talking about just how completely fucked up Missions is. Because it's something that's, I mean, I'm, since, since I've been out of the church, and, well, since I've been deconstructing over 10, 12 years, whatever, missions has been one of the things that has bothered me the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Haiti like 11 years ago, 10, 10 or 11 years ago. And when I was reading the book, I had like flashbacks of like, yep. oh, shit. Yeah. God, we did some of that shit. Like, mm-hmm. and, I, you know, I, I remember, I, I, you know, I was walking we were walking around the village or whatever and i was stopped i remember this one instance i stopped to take a picture of these two little girls and these two guys fucking screamed at me these two haitian dudes like hey don't do that and it was like scared the shit out of me but then i was reading your book i'm like oh fuck i was just a tourist mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. i'm just another white tourist like with like i it was it was like i'm sickened by that in myself and when i was reading the book it was like fuck i look back on that that trip and it did wait. I mean, the Haitians, none of those people, the second I left, remembered me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we could have spent thousands and thousands of dollars. Like, and we did some cool things. We built a house, which is great. But the Haitians. Haitians know how to build exactly. houses. Exactly. Like, well, right? and it's funny because we spent about the first two days we were there on it. 
And then once we fucked off and went and did other things, the Haitians finished it in like an afternoon. Like it was, we could have just, they could have done it themselves. Like that's, oh God, it was just the white, it was the white savior complex. Right. And then we've created this, like it's mutual exploitation. They're like, oh, cool. We can get all our materials out of these guys and we'll fix their shit after they leave. Yeah. But it is so harmful. I mean, it's still really, it's just really bad. (laughs) Like it's, it's bad. I, I mean, I, yeah, I was reading. I'm like, what? What's? I know this is not an easy question to answer, and I think I don't know that there's any easy answers in it. But like, what? What's a first step? Like, what's a solution? I mean, we we have... everybody wants to know, and I how would I fucking right. know? The thing is, like, the missions, the problems in missions, it's it's a symptom of the broken church. Yes, yeah. you cannot. You have to fix the church. Do you know how to do that? Because I will do whatever <laughs> you say. You know how to fix the church. That's how you fix missions because it is it's not going to get better until you do that. And honestly, like we just need to take a Molotov cocktail (laughs) and (laughs) blow up the church and start over. I think uh, with their embrace of Trump, they're blowing themselves up quite well. So I'm just going (laughs) to sit back and let that happen. Um, It's interesting that you say that because I, I, I I think you're exactly right about that in that the 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 church the, the way they view the gospel is so unbelievably fucked up and wrong that I think it just lends itself to this kind of stuff. Like, I, I think it just when when the whole thing is about just getting people to heaven when you die. And it was really interesting. You I'll have you talk about this in a minute with the, the, the friends you guys ended up making on your husband's football team mm-hmm. and how the you know, the, 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 the white football players came down like a missions group or something and the Costa Ricans were basically like, yeah, we'll accept Jesus. So shut the fuck up basically. Yep. <laughs> like, Oh, it's so, it's so, but that's, but there again, if it's just about saving souls and getting them into heaven when you die, of course it's going to lend itself to that kind of mission work. Yeah. It becomes right. a transaction where they put on a show to get what they want. And then you also put on your show and get what you want. Right. Except that unlike normal, like business transaction, there are literally no measurable results. I mean, no, like there's no, we can't prove that we did anything good because we have all this like nebulous crap language. Like we planted seeds. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cool. Wait, real seeds so people can eat. No, no, no. (laughs) Spiritual ones. Oh, okay. So not real ones. Got it. Way more important. (laughs) Way more important. Oh, God. Well, I read a a really shitty missions book that somebody handed me years ago. I was like, oh, this man. is the best book on missions ever. And so I was read it. Was it Re- Revolution and World yeah, Missions? Yeah, it was fucking I've bullshit. got like eight copies. Yeah. And the guy was like, uh, the, a bowl of rice is no substitute for the gospel. And I was like, fuck off. The hell it is. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it might be to the person was starving it, to death. Was it written like, by Paul Ryan? Jesus. I, I mean, I read that. And even then, I was more conservative. I went, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Revolution in World Missions is a shit pile. It is. Did you have to read that in your training? Uh, no, I didn't really have like training. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> be, just be glad you missed that. Just showed up that? in Costa Rica and then just went for it. Like my training was we went to a, ma- a Mexican restaurant and we went to like a mosque. And that's how we learned <laughs> cultural diversity. And then we like sat in a room and listened to how to fundraise. Like, oh, man. it was yeah. not. I mean. That's most. I don't of the think I had to read think. any books. I think that's the most. The training for missions is how you fundraise. Yeah, it mm-hmm. seems like to me. So, well, you know, when your when your agency gets twenty percent, it's pretty important. Oh, yeah. Oh, neat. 
Well, I didn't know that. That seems low. <laughs> I feel like they should be getting more. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yo, can you talk about, I mean, you, you touched on this a little bit earlier. Can you talk about why the, the, the whole idea of, like you, you, you mentioned, you know, all these people that you're like, why are these people here and why am I here? And all these people should not be on the mission field. And the whole idea the church has is that, well, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Like, <laughs> you, can be, you can be whatever the hell you want, and God's going to fix everything, and you're all suddenly going to be like super missionary. So you're saying you're a fan right. of that. Can you uh, talk saying. about why that's such a bullshit, dangerous idea, particularly when it comes to missions? Oh, my God. Can you? We've never done worse things to the world than to say you could, anybody can do anything they want as long as they say God wants them to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. Um, the the that that saying that God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called is like the bane of my existence. Like I want to like when people say that, I want to like rip their tongue out with my hand. <laughs> like it's just I'm like, you never get to speak again because you're stupid. Like it just makes me so mad. Um, it, it's just such garbage. It's such garbage. And it, we have used that to send like teenagers to Africa yeah. to whatever to do whatever and congr- congratulated them like, oh, my gosh, we're so proud of you. Because you literally have no idea what you're doing. And we're going to you know, spend thousands of dollars so you can live in a foreign country. And God will equip you to do. We don't know what. We don't know. You're a 20-year-old or whatever. Like, it's just, it, it's absurd. It's nonsense. It doesn't, it literally makes no sense. Yeah. And nobody's like, you know what? We should, we should, hmm. <laughs> we should talk about this. <laughs> One of the biggest things, like, the big, like, eye-openers for me, and I don't think I... I don't think I wrote about this in the book, but um, was that once we became missionaries, um, if you're a missionary and, and people like you meet someone new and they say, oh, what do you do? And you say, I'm a missionary. They say, oh, cool. What do you do? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I've got a puppet. <laughs> I've got a puppet ministry in Costa Rica. Oh, it, mainly. It's, just, it's so nebulous. It means nothing. And so, you know, the fact that like, you can, I was sitting in this language school with all these missionaries and we were all had these different ideas about what it meant to be a missionary and what we were doing as missionaries and what our calling was and what our work was and what our equipping was. And it was all just such like, well, I decided to do this, so I must be called um, and God's going to do the rest. And then when you look at the world and see what we're doing, like what that, the impact of that um, irresponsible um, sending what that's doing to the world is so gross. Like it's disgusting. Talk. Could you talk a little bit about what is that doing to the world? I mean, well, you, you I, touch I, on it in the book, obviously, and so you don't have to give a ton away, but just kind of a brief. Like, what what is it doing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, I think. I mean, I think it's just so patronizing that we're yeah. just going to sh- show up in your communities and decide that because God wants. God said I could show up that I'm just going to be there and and you have to deal with me now. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't know why I thought Costa Rica needed my family there. It's a Catholic country. <laughs> well, they're not real Christians, Catholic, let's be honest. Right? right? It's yeah. a, they have they have seminaries in Costa Rica. They have churches in Costa Rica. They have an evangelical a growing evangelical church. Like why did I need to be there? I have no idea. But um, to show up and then, you know, people are like, oh, what do you do here? And you're like, I'm a missionary. And it's just such an uncomfortable, awkward. um, The whole interaction is just so gross. But so we're, you know, we're sending all of these white North, relatively speaking, rich white North Americans all over the world. It's very colonial. It's very um, disenfranchising. It's 
it's an embarrassment, honestly. And then we say, well, we're, we're, we came here to tell you how blessed you are and, um, and to feel how blessed we are. And then the picture that we're creating of God in the world is so disgusting. Yep, like yeah. this, God loves white Americans. So he sends white Americans all over the world to tell other people how much they're loved. Oh God, it, it, yeah, that is fucked up, man. Like when you say, like when you say it in that language, like fuck, yeah, yeah. What? And then they go back home. This is my favorite part. When we go, we come back home with our pictures of all the poor people, and we are like, oh, it's so amazing how happy they are with so little. But then in the next breath, we're like, and I'm so grateful for everything I have. <laughs> Boy, yeah. When I when like, I came back, you from cannot Haiti, have a, it both. Yeah, there was a lot of is that. Is it the poor people who are so happy? It's just such a hypocrisy. Yeah, it is. And I think, man, I, I, I've i talked about it on the podcast a few times, but when I got back from Haiti, when I got, well, I, what do you, I went on, I, I, on the plane ride home, I, I had this really nagging sense that I was like, they actually were, by and large, a lot of them just way more joyful than me. Like, I was going home to, like, just super comfort. You know what I mean? And had this sense of yeah there's something super backwards because they did some of the some of the poor people genuinely had a seem to have a deeper sense of life than I did as a youth minister but, but why do you think that did you have deep meaningful conversations with them in which they were like I am so happy no I life? didn't and now that or, you said yeah I mean, I mean I you just that's a weird assumption yeah I, I think it was just I don't know. Like it was just some sense that I got that they seemed, and it wasn't, it wasn't everybody. I won't say it was everybody. Um, by and large, it was the, the Christians, a lot of the Christians that were down there at the time that had, you know, that we were interestingly enough. Now to think about, we were working with Christians. Jesus. <laughs> Boy, you are just fucking me. Right Brad's, up. Uh, Brad's unraveling the onion a little bit. Here. God damn. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go sit in the corner and cry. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, that's, you know, now that you say that, no, I didn't, I mean, I had some conversations, some good conversations with some, you know, some Haitians, um, mo mainly people that were sort of working in the, in the ministry that we were working with, um, actual Haitians, not the white people that were running it. Um, and you know, they, I don't know, it was just a sense that I got, but after, you know, now that you say that maybe they weren't. Um, I think that's a thing that we do as Americans is that we go, oh, they're poor, but look, they're smiling. Yeah. Or, oh, they're poor, but look, they're, they still have joy. And then we, we like assign greater meaning to their just normal, like, Hey, I just met you. Let's have a, we're just going to chat and it's going to be cool. And I'm not going to say horrible things. Cause I literally just met you. Um, you know, like, like, what do you expect? Right. Yeah. <laughs> do you want yeah. them to like unload their dark secrets on you or how unhappy sure. they are? Like, it's just, if you met someone in the suburbs, and had that same mindset, you'd be like, what a pleasant guy. Like, I can't believe he's just so happy with his life. <laughs> and then he goes back and beats his wife when he goes right? back. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. You literally have no idea. Right. Yeah. What do you, what do you think missions should look like? Is there, is there a place for that where it's effective or is it just something we should just keep our fucking nose out of? I, I just think missions like the whole, the word and the concept and the whole thing. I think it's so, um, corrupt and polluted at this point that it, it would be hard to rescue it. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do. I, I don't see 
in this day and age, like I don't see it as having a whole lot of value. I mean, if, if you want to go, if, if you feel like, um, you know, the purpose of missions is to go into every nation and preach the gospel, then you need to be only going into nations where the gospel is not preached. Yeah. Have <laughs> uh, fun in and, Saudi Arabia. Right. And go and yeah, <laughs> enjoy that. Um, yeah. and, and be building the church. But yeah. for us to like go all over Africa is a hugely Christian continent. Yeah. And for us to, you know, pat ourselves on the back and act like we're changing the face of Africa or like we're changing Latin America. It's just, it's just not true. And so, you know, I think if you want to, if you want to try and save missions, you need to define it. And that definition needs to be very clear and have absolute parameters and best practices. And, and truly, I don't think that's possible at this point. I think everyone should be like, that's not a thing I'm going to participate in. What, what about like humanitarian yeah, aid I was gonna ask that or like uh, re- relief efforts and stuff like that? Where, where do you stand on those types of things? Humanitarian aid should be done and it should be done well. And it's often not, especially by the church. And so, you know, again, the volunteers with no skills going into communities and calling it humanitarian aid, uh, it's not okay. Um, you know, there are amazing organizations doing amazing work, but they're usually, it's usually done by professionals or people with degrees, people who know what they're doing. Um, and if they, if they need volunteers, those volunteers should come from the communities that they're working in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just, it, we don't like to look at the long-term repercussions of yep. the things that we do, even in humanitarian aid. And what feels good to us is often, you know, or, or seems so helpful is often so destructive in other communities. Like even just donating our used clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're, we've put people out of business all over the world because we want to help by giving away just our, we, we live disposable lives. So giving away every, all of our disposable shit, our clothes and our phones and our whatever things that we treat like, you know, we replace every three months. Um, but we give it away and then we, we literally hurt economies and we create dependencies and it, it's just, there needs to, it needs to be a lot more thoughtful, um, and a lot more like long-term productive, I think. So, so I mean, so you draw a difference. You see a, a, a very big difference between like kind of what you did with what an organization like Charity Water does, where they dig wells. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, so do you see it? You see a very big difference between those two. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Because they're not they're not going well. I'll dig you the well, but, but like if you accept Jesus, then I'll dig you the well. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so up. But you know what? Even like, even like digging wells, I know, and this is like really big, like more big picture stuff, but, um, you know, there is a sense of, um, we really in the U.S., we have these ideas about what people's needs are. And obviously clean water is a need, right? We can all right. acknowledge that yeah. like having clean water, or access to clean water is a need. But, um, you know, for as Americans, we're like, well, we need it in our sinks and in our toilets and in our, you know, we need clean water at a at our arm's length um and we don't think people we don't want communities or children or women to have to walk and get their water um but you know when you take that water source if a community has a clean water source within walking distance and then you say but but we want to put one right in the middle of town um you're sort of underscoring the the fabric of their community when you mm-hmm. take away the opportunity for women to walk together to mm-hmm. to talk together to that is that is part of their culture and their community. And obviously you're creating a convenience and you're creating um, more opportunities for other things if you are saving them that time. 
but it's still costing them something. And, and sometimes it's bad. Sometimes yeah. it's bad. Sometimes we learn, you know, the women that are walking to get the water together while their children are at school are guiding each other and they're, um, leading each other and younger women are learning from older women. I mean, it's, it's just, you have to be able to look at the bigger picture. Um, and really with, I think a huge amount of respect for, um, the, the beauty of like self-sustainability and, um, and cultures and lives that don't look like ours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like thinking about myself. I don't, I think there's just this American mindset of like, as long as I'm sending money or I'm packing and shipping some sort of clothes, I'm getting them out of my closet. I'm helping mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I mean, how, how much that that's a really fucking painful thing to come to that realization that like the, the help that you maybe thought you were giving, you're actually hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess the question, how, how, how do we actually help? I mean, almost, well, we it almost, our- I'm saying it almost seems like, you know, it almost seems like we're damned if we do and damned if we don't, you know what I'm saying? That's not true. That's not true because the truth, the truth is we have to change our mindset as Americans. Like for me, I I could replace my entire wardrobe every three months if I felt like it. Yeah. But instead, maybe I need to spend more money on fewer clothes and make sure that my clothes are being made by non-slaves. Right. That the people all around the world that are making the things, the products and the items that I use are being paid fair wages. Is. Maybe I need to spend more money on my food and make sure that it's being um, cultivated by non-slaves. And maybe by doing that, by making sure that other people are being paid fair wages and that their kids are getting to go to school because they're not making my socks in a factory in India. Um, you, you know, maybe that's on me is how I spend a dollar, which is incredibly powerful, um, that that actually impacts the world. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can we, I think we're, how much time we got here, Michael? Where we Just at? a few. All right. Let me ask this question. You, you mentioned in the book that poverty is, is super, co- hella complicated, as you put it. Um, <laughs> can you, I, I know one of the things that Americans are really terrible at, and we've sort of touched on this already a little bit, but is that we sort of overgeneralize why people are poor. Um, <laughs> and gender revolves around, well, they're just lazy. Um, can you... Can you just talk about how complex poverty really is and like what you've sort of discovered as you've written and been in mission work and talked with people and traveled around and things like that? Um, you know what? You sort of cut out a little bit. Oh, did I? Oh, I'm sorry. Can, can you talk about okay. – I, I want to talk about poverty a little bit and just how you know we overgeneralize it as, as Americans. Like we have like one or two reasons why people are poor. Generally, they're lazy. Um, is what is what we say. Can you just talk about like how complicated it really is and like what I mean, I don't not all the reasons for poverty, but like, I don't know what I'm trying to ask here. I have well, it's what, a complicated situation and yeah. it has complicated solutions. And so for us to think that we can just show up in a community with a bag full of used clothes and a handful of lollipops and do good is it's so ignorant. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. foolish. It's foolishness. And so, you know, to look at any impoverished community in any part of the world and think that you, that it's got a simple solution when in fact, I mean, you're talking about like these combinations of like hundreds of years of colonialism, thousands of years of slavery. Um, and then all of the modern issues on top of that, like addiction and, um, domestic violence and educate or lack of education and government corruption. I mean, it's just, 
it's the world's a clusterfuck. Yeah, and so yeah. for us to think that we can just like get on a plane and help <laughs> somebody, it's it's silliness. It's just silly. Yeah. Um, I, I have no idea how to fix it. Yeah. But I absolutely can look at it and go, there is something, there's something wrong here. Yeah. You know, I think that's an important first step, though. I mean, I think we can't fix shit unless we acknowledge there's a problem. And if you look at the American church, they don't see a problem with missions. I mean, we constantly, when I was in, in you know, paid professional ministry, I can't tell you how many meetings I sat through. We're like, we need to give more to missions. We get, but we had no goddamn clue where any of that money was going. Not one idea. Like, we knew it was going to this organization or this missionary. We had no... I mean, we were sending out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a year and had no clue where <laughs> it was headed or what was happening with it or if the anything... The stories I can tell. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, but, oh, you know, all God. we would get is like a, you know, a bite or a, you know, a quarterly newsletter. Oh, we're making disciples for jesus oh, okay well let's keep giving them twelve hundred dollars a month or whatever mm-hmm. that is I mean, we've like, we, i don't know how many times we've said it in this interview but it's so fucked up mm-hmm. yeah. what would you say to those who are supporting missionaries now um i'd say that they need to have some probably difficult conversations and do the work like do the research figure out where they're at and what they're doing and hold them accountable. If you're gonna pay, if you're gonna pay for somebody to live in another country, you better know why, and you better know if it's worth a shit. Yeah. Um, what would you say to anybody who wants to become a missionary? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't do it. Like that's no, no. You want to become, you want to help somebody, become a social worker, become a doctor, become a whatever. Like become a teacher. Like there, are, there are ways to help people, and it's not in paid any sort of paid ministry. Preach. Yeah. Um, okay, do you have time for a lightning round? Yep. All right. What is your drink of choice? Uh, red wine. Red wine. Is there a specific one or just any kind of red wine? Just whatever's open. Not a Costa, whatever's open. <laughs> not, a, not a Costa Rican red? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. uh, how do you like your coffee? Very sweet and with a lot of milk. Uh, what is the last album you listened to from start to finish? I cannot remember. I have no idea. Really? Yeah. Um, like a whole album? Yeah. yeah. yeah no. no idea. <laughs> are, you a, are you a song by song person? Just kind of put it on shuffle and let it go? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, invisibility or super strength? Uh, invisibility. Okay. Um... Your favorite movie? Oh, how how do you pick a favorite? <laughs> that's I can't. There's no answer to that. What's you guys a- are gonna laugh? It's so dumb. Um, actually, Aliens. Really, Aliens? Not even the original. No, yeah. no, no, Aliens. Yeah, the original aliens. was Aliens. Yeah. Oh, the original? Was no, alien? not Aliens. Alien. Not Alien. Aliens. That's the sequel, aliens. right? Yeah, it's the second one. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just, the be- you know that, honest me- to God, that might be the best movie answer we've ever had on the lightning <laughs> round. I did not see that coming at all. And this one Watch, is... It's just really good. This will be the first time we've asked this in the lightning round, but uh, tongues as fingers or a finger as a tongue? <laughs> God. Um, You're welcome just- not to answer that. 
I'm just going to, I would just kill myself. And just yeah. there. That's, <laughs> that's the correct fear. answer. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably, that's where Brad answer. and I landed too. So <laughs> do you have a favorite curse word? No, I love them all <laughs> equally. Yes. They're all my children. <laughs> <They're> all, <yeah. laughs> yep. Awesome. Um, do you guys have any, I don't have any. No. All right. Uh, oh, I got one that's a little bit serious, but you can answer yes or no. Should people, yes or no, giving to places like Compassion International sponsoring children? Oh God. Um, I don't. I can't answer that. No. Okay. Hard pass. <laughs> it's too big. It's too big of a. Yeah. It's not a yes or no thing. That's I think. not a lightning round question. Well, I just I wanted to answer it, and then you went straight to the lights or lightning round. I wanted oh. to ask the question, so I just was curious because I just I just. I know some of those organizations, like a huge chunk of what you give goes to like administrative, and I just didn't know. I, I felt like it was I've, kind of one of those messy things. It is. It's really messy. It's not like I can't give a yes or no answer to it because it's so. It's just so complicated. Yeah. Uh, Fair you, enough. What's your favorite book? <laughs> Probably the, the Poisonwood Bible. Oh, oh that is good, dude. Yeah, that's that, a good you know book. that was actually one that really kind of started mm-hmm. unmasking a lot of mission stuff for me that yeah yeah that's that a good one. great book awesome where can people find you online uh the very worst or like facebook twitter all that stuff sweet and i think all your links are on on that website as well people can go yeah. there and i think the links to pre-order the book the fun as well ins- fun instagram too oh it's yeah. a lot of pictures of your cat's butthole and stuff it's pretty great oh, <laughs> that cat freaking that knives cat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like that you name it knives. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love Scott Pilgrim. I love that movie. Such a good movie. Yeah, it is. it's a really fun movie. It's so odd and just it's just out there. And I just I really like mm-hmm. that movie a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Everyone, seriously, go buy the book right now. Yeah, and I I learned I learned a lot in the book, and I actually learned a lot from this interview. So yeah, thank you. I uh, you almost made Brad cry. It was yeah, great. you kind of handed my ass to me, but I needed it handed to me. So thank you. Anytime. <laughs> oh, thanks, you guys. Seriously, I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks. stars get red, but one star is dead to us. <laughs> it was Feedback, like, it was bitches. like a third Aaron Neville, a third of Aaron Neville. Uh-huh. Stop. Uh-huh. Wanna be inside your heaven? <laughs> Take me to the place. <laughs> Are you done? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Feedback. What do we got? We have a five star. It <laughs> showed up. It literally just showed up. Literally just showed up. It's yeah. like magic. From t- it's, it's literally from today. <laughs> and I hope you do. Because this is a review we're about to read. Nope. It didn't work at all. It's going to happen. You're ruining it. Fucking stop. And now we're going to see. Stop. Do you believe All right. In this magic? is from a. Uh, God damn it! What are you doing? Stop! 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 <laughs> They're making a movie out of this. You know, I saw the preview for it today. I was like, really? I'm gonna mash every one of these fucking buttons at once. <laughs>
Are you done? Um, no, probably not. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, go go for it. This is from Jillo757. <laughs> Jillo! Nothing, it's called Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Okay. We'll throw back to uh, Starship. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, perfection in a podcast. I work. For oh, a, thanks. I work for a church and I'm currently deconstructing my faith. So it is so much fun to listen to these guys say out loud everything I'm thinking. They are former pastors who now repair coffee equipment after going through a faith deconstruction. Yep. And also getting fired. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, little right. column A, little column B. Uh, now we all have the pleasure. But you know what we're doing, guys? It's for Becky Savelle. I forgot to edit that one. The song's pressing on. Go ahead. By Reliant K. Oh, well. Go ahead. Sorry. I'll edit that so it'll be pressing on. Oh, please. I hope you do. I will. <laughs> oh, oh, please. God. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm going to get on his computer and delete that fucking app. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Seriously. Now we all have the pleasure of listening in as they reconstruct a healthier version of faith and spirituality in life. I highly enjoy listening to the barrage what? of mature spiritual discussions. <laughs> What's the word pleasure in quotes there? <laughs> no. I highly enjoy listening to the barrage of mature spiritual discussions and immature antics. No better way to spend my drive time than laughing out loud one minute and contemplating life the next. Also, any tips on how to get into the coffee equipment repair industry? <laughs> yeah, move, move here. We're hiring. Yeah, move so. to Indiana. <clears throat> we'll hang out. Go ahead. That's all I've got. That's it. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Jillo. Thank you so much. We appreciate everything you said to us. Fucking hey, man. You give a bad name. Play it, Richie. Play it, Richie Sambora. Yeah, baby. Cheesy as fuck, but that song I love rules. that song. Yeah. We have a top six this week. Top six. Really? There was no freaking feedback. What the hell, week. man? <laughs> yep. That's about all the feedback we had. Wow. Uh, Y'all so, need to step up your game. Yeah. Top six. Number six. Melinda <laughs> Joy needs a nickname at Joyful Turd. I had a nickname for her. I totally forgot it. Oh, seriously? <laughs> need to write it down next time. What about, never mind, I don't know. Patty Smythe. Joy. Patty. Let's call her Patty. <laughs> her last name is spelled like that. Smythe? No, S-M-Y-T-H-Y. Uh, different. Sm- no. different Patty. Different. We're not calling her Patty. I'm calling her Patty. There's Sam, your nickname. Let's call her Sandy right. Patty. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is what happens when it ha- when you ask for a nickname. Let's it call ends her up as oh, a Joystick. Yeah. That's what it was. Let's call her Joystick. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> well, number six. <laughs> well, good old Joystick. Here we well, go. Pretty sure that's the one that's going to stick. So you're welcome. <laughs> you asked for it. And now you're called Joystick. Joystick. All right. Uh, at, <laughs> at Pastors Podcast, you know I couldn't pass up the chance to mention nicknames in my message. It's all about authenticity, right? Now that I've been laughing my ass off for two and a half hours, I got stuff to do. Love you, Long Tim. Hashtag John Saxmos. John Saxmos is our fucking. <laughs> Hashtag blow your woodwind. Hashtag I could eat a ding dong. <laughs> oh. Number five. Thanks, Mike. Joystick. Hey, you better, Joystick, better. It better stick. It, it totally is, is going to stick. Number five, Mike Collins at Snuggle Toots. Joystick. <laughs> it's like fish sticks, but only joyful. Oh, at, pa- at Pastors Podcast, episode 108, Sultry, Saxy, 
If you want to hashtag soothe that stinging sensation, grab your hashtag sexy angler fish, fish stomach and hashtag get good at blowing things. Hashtag you are not Coltrane, but you are hashtag John Saxmos. God, that was one of the grossest stories we've ever had. Okay, so I thought about that story a couple days later for some reason. Not for like research purposes, <laughs> but like <laughs> I thought of it while I was Googling oh, where to buy an angler fish. I was stomach. in my bathroom like, at the time. Think about the process he had to go through yeah. to like before he started jerking off. Yeah, of I know. Like yeah. at no point did his brain go, I probably shouldn't do I, this. I love that you were thinking about his process. There there had to be off. a number you would think there had no. to be a number of moments where he was like Maybe I shouldn't do no, this. No, he was all in, man. Well, well apparently. <laughs> well, so was, well the, the bacteria was all in as well. Um, <laughs> number four, Paul Fodder didn't touch her. At Paul Fodder didn't touch her. That's not his handle. That's what he should change it to. Uh, at Pastor's Podcast, at MJ Basinger, I recognize the five Iron Frenzy song in point two seconds of it playing so apparently i haven't deconstructed enough god damn it shut up <laughs> and they do in fact have a saxophone yeah they do okay, whatever uh, corrections and apologies uh jeff jeff the girl is their saxophone player i thought it was i was only 90 percent sure though mm. but uh leonor jeff ortega girl. her name is leonor ortega she's solid she's a good sax player well i'm sure she is i you know i don't disagree with that all right number three <laughs> Uh, Casey at the German Wonder Child. <laughs> she changed her. No, it's Octavia Casey. I'm calling her the German Wonder Child. Uh, at Passion's Podcast, I love the clip from Stephen Dunn's Beard's new album. Yep. He's got a new fan. Pretty upset about Michael having CCM programmed into the soundboard now, though. There's nothing we can say that no. he's not going to play some <laughs> fucking song. <laughs> also, I'm still not German. Yeah. Fake news. You're fake news. Yeah. Uh, hashtag John Saxmos. Hashtag it's just R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Number two, Brian Vosberg at Brivos. Brivis. 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 At Brivis. Don't at, touch my Brivis. At, at Pastor's Podcast God, knows I, that. I need, the, I need the board over here. Knows so that. Him. Hashtag Pastor's Podcast knows that Octune Casey is really German. Now it's time for you to slaughter my fairly easy Twitter handle again. Hashtag look, I'm a, in a Hoover. Hashtag John Saxmos. <laughs> and number one. No, let me do mine. That one's pretty shitty. Too. I can't find one that you guys like. That one's better, but... No, he hit two keys at oh. once. Well, that's it's why. Skill. It's called skill. It's called skill. That's, I like literally, the that's literally the most we've ever edited was Michael hitting two buttons at once right there to make a different sound. Uh, number one, Jason Williams at JW47421. Listening to episode 108 of Pastor's Podcast in my office at work, and I'm yelling, pineapple, 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 at my computer while MJ Basinger is talking about cleaning up finger tongue question. Hashtag John Saxmos. Dude, I listened to that. I was like, what the fuck was he talking about? But... You did. I will. I will come to your defense here, buddy. What you did on a one of the pub threads? You clarified yourself of what you were trying to say. Yeah. Still gross. Yeah. Still horrifyingly gross. Yeah. What I was saying. But it made way more sense once you said. 
that what you said <laughs> when after sex. Okay, you, you stop, 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 stop. Well, here's the problem. No. Last time Brad was like, oh, I can't understand. No. You never let me fucking. If clarify. you want, well, that's fine. If you want it clarified, get in the pub. Yeah, patreon.com/slash/bastardspodcast. <laughs> You're welcome <laughs> to, to talk about Michael's jizz cleanup. Yeah, that's great. Oh God. With his tongue fingers. Oh God. <laughs> I can only <laughs> Yes. I can only vomit up that pie I ate earlier, too. When I walk. Oh, gosh. Where, where are we going? God, what a mess this podcast is. Jeez. <laughs> that, that album was called Slippery When Wet. Yeah, I had it. Same. Boy. But the 80s were not much for, like, innuendo. They just kind of went straight on not into super that. Subtle. Like, nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, just uh, God, closing time. This thing. <laughs> well, we got to do hashtags here in a second. <laughs> don't don't forget about the smash tags. Um, I lost my spot on there. <laughs> closing time. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. We need them because we only got one this week. We are not sure if we're going to get another. We want to be your friend and we want to talk about you. So write a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you're in a foreign country and you write a review, let us know on Twitter. Yeah, we don't check those very often. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last time we had one, it was like six months old. Yeah, I checked I checked <laughs> this past week. Okay. <laughs> I checked Canada. <clears throat> Thanks, Canada. Yeah, they don't count. Thanks for nothing. Uh, support us on um, on Patreon. Go to our website, gloriousbastards.com. Uh, support for this podcast comes, comes from listeners like you on patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Uh, support us on Patreon. Get, uh, get in the pub. Get access to the spinoff podcasts, the Pastors Community Church, Hems of Reconstruction, Turd Talk, Pub Crawl, Vice Round, and even help shape the content of this show. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Uh, don't forget, GloriousPastors.com slash NCAA to get into the brackets to win all the things. All right, here we go. Okay. Well, we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. It's time to decide our hashtag. <laughs> I really like that. We got to have dinner with hey, both of yeah, them this yeah. week. We saw the band. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we <laughs> had we got dinner the with band the band. Yeah. 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 So last time, Laura Beth, Beth added me or sent me a message. She's like, we'll name our own fucking band. <laughs> Never sent me a name for the band. So until then, we're going to call them um, Laura Beth and the Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Laura Beth's Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> no, let's do something more obnoxious. How about we not? Okay, hashtag head deep. <laughs> hashtag yandlot. Yeah, yandlot. It's like an umlot, but on the end. Yandlot. <laughs> Come over the yad. Hashtag guavin flesh. <laughs> I kind of like that. Fruit flesh. Guavin flesh. Hashtag teacher mom set by me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That wasn't true. Teacher mom. I was uh, taught by VHS tapes. Uh, so. uh, hashtag coming into coconut. Oh. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yep. I think we know that's going to nope. be the one. Hashtag that feeling is good. Oh, it was a good feeling. <laughs> hashtag not normal crust at all. Yeah, there's different kinds. Hashtag they're in your inside. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> Hashtag overactive cloaca. <laughs> That's that might be my vote. Although I have no idea how to spell cloaca. <laughs> I don't even think that's the right like nomenclature or anything. I couldn't give yeah. a shit. It's hilarious. Uh, hashtag I drank a bunch of butt hair. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag shit happens, then your life changes. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. And then hashtag so, so have my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of all the podcasts they'll listen to, this will be it. <laughs> All right. What what do you have? How about hashtag Matt is dying of emphysema? Hashtag pet my hair. (laughs) Hashtag head deep. Hashtag a blowtorch and some anointing oil. (laughs) Hashtag I've never licked a battery. Hashtag off-puttingly metallic. Hashtag who's up for an orgy. (laughs) Well, we're not using that one. Nope, not doing that one. Jesus Christ. sure that's probably already won on the the dark Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Dark Twitter. <laughs> and then uh, hashtag gives great shell. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot. <laughs> I've got uh, giant pie of eat my ass. <laughs> Bedazzled that shit. Uh, not normal crust. Uh, find the ear. No idea what that's from. Oh, Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then butt hair milkshake. <laughs> I hear it brings all the boys to the yard. Yes. <laughs> My butt hair. <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah, go ahead. We got it, Michael. Yeah. Um, the world is a clusterfuck. Damn, damn right. It's hairier than yours. Damn right. It's hairier than yours. <laughs> Uh, and spiritual boners. <laughs> spiritual boners. Uh, I'm a big fan of coming into coconut. No. Coming into coconut. <laughs> big Whoa. fan of uh, overactive cloaca. I'm a big fan of great, gives great shell. <laughs> I'm not doing that. We have a female list or female no, that's true. Uh, podcast uh, interviewer. You know, we'll do coming into coconut, right? That's no. where we're drawing the line. <laughs> Once again, another imaginary line that we draw. Uh, I think a dark horse for me is guavin flesh. <laughs> but I my my vote is over. Oh, I actually uh, I missed one too. Uh, Nature driven reptile. <laughs> I missed that one somehow. Uh, I like overactive cloaca. How do you even spell cloaca? Nobody even I knows that. I think it's like, C-L-O- like milkshake. C-L-O-A-C-A. I think we go with butt hair milkshake. I think we've got to go with butt hair milkshake. Because yeah, I think so, too. To I'm, I'm good with that. All right. So, that's, a, that's a nod to our guests. Yeah. So. Yes. So if you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on the on, on the Twitters with the hashtag, hashtag butt hair milkshake. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, well. We're at Pastors Podcast at Polly Name Matt at Polly Name Brad at MJ Basinger, and then also go ahead and tag uh, uh, Jamie in that too. I'm get, yep. trying to get to her Twitter. It's uh, Jamie the V W M. Yeah, Jamie J A M I E J A M I E on Twitter. Um, yeah, make sure she she sees the hashtag butt hair milkshake. <laughs> 
<laughs> She'll appreciate it, I'm sure. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Instagram is Inglorious Pastors. Check out all the links in our show notes. I put them on yep. there every week. They're all there. Click on them all. Like our page. Do our things. All right. Well, it's that time. Yep. In the shit show. Check out our friends, the no. Twisted Sisters. Stop it. On their Apple Podcast feed. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my god. In this shit. <laughs> Whoa, that's a full rainbow. Stop. God, Van Halen is shit. That uh, jump's kind of fun. No, they're terrible. It's fun. Stop. Panama's And fun. I will at Lucas all day on that. I know he hates my opinion. Van on Halen that, is kind of crap. They're terrible. That's... Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>